Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cloud Wars Live. We are chronicling the digital revolution and the extraordinary things going on these days in our business lives and our personal lives. Uh, the sponsor for today's show is Pure Storage, and we're delighted to have the CTO from Pure Storage, Rob Lee, as our guest. Rob, welcome to Cloud Wars Live. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, Rob, amazing times right now, right? In uh, what's going on in the world over and all, I know Pure Storage is ripping along. You had some nice growth, approaching like a $2 billion run rate. And um, Rob, I'd love to start off. Tell me what you're hearing from your customers and uh, you know what they're telling you their priorities are these days. Yeah, absolutely, Bob. Uh, look, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's been a tumultuous year uh, for for year year and a half uh, for uh, pretty much everybody, our customers included. Uh, that being said, if I if I step back and and kind of look at the broader uh, through the broader lens, uh, you know, I think uh, customers' top priorities these days are you know fundamentally from IT perspective to do more with less, right? They're looking to modernize uh, everything they do. Um, and whether that's the infrastructure, whether that's how they operate the infrastructure, um, you know, but but modernization is such a, uh, you know, such a key priority. And, and I think part of this is uh, driven by many of our customers, uh, in some sense, are living with one foot in, in two worlds. They've got uh, their traditional demands and environments and workloads that they've got to manage. But at the same time, uh, they've got you know, new initiatives and pressing demands, uh, you know, to develop new applications, stand up new environments, uh, meet new business needs uh, that they also have to address. And so, um, you know, so they're having to balance both of these concerns, often with different technology stacks, often with different infrastructure demands. And so I think uh, modernizing and, and getting more flexibility and agility to, to manage through that is, is top of mind uh, for just about every one of our customers. So Rob, um, you know, the, uh, yeah, sure hearing a lot of that these days and the big announcements that you you had just made with some of the new products, they're interesting. And I wanted to ask you if you'd talk about those announcements too, a little bit in the context though, you know, right at the top of your website, uh, I, I like the description there for Pure Set is redefining the storage experience and empowering innovators by simplifying how people consume and interact with data. So, right, it's storage sort of is what you're known for, but the value that you're delivering then over to customers is all around that interacting with data. So tell us a little bit about how these announcements play into that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and I like the, uh, the distinction between those two because storage is what we provide and what you need, but what customers actually uh, care about is uh, their data and accessing it and getting the value out of it. Um, and so, you know, our, our vision and mission really is to uh, help customers get more out of their data. And we see uh, our path as taking them through uh, the journey, if you will, to uh, a more modern data uh, experience, right? And, and I think there's really three pillars to that. One is uh, certainly modernizing their infrastructure. Uh, two is is their operations, uh, you know, and how they're interacting with their data. And then three is is empowering um, their modern applications, the ones that are going to be able to uh, get the most value, extract the most value out of uh, the data that they're storing. And so here at Pure, I mean, look, we, we've been modernizing infrastructure since day one. Uh, people know us for that. We're probably best known for that. Um, and, and the recent announcements uh, that we made are really about um, expanding into uh, uh, 
helping customers modernize their operations, uh, how they are managing the storage that's powering their data, uh, how they're doing this across environments, whether it's on-prem, whether it's uh, in the cloud, uh, and then two, uh, modernizing um, you know, how they're able to deliver that infrastructure to their application developers uh, in service of empowering those uh, more modern, uh, often cloud-native uh, um, containerized applications. And so, and so you know, the recent announcements really fit into, into um, uh, you know, into that set of priorities uh, in the overall journey that we're taking customers uh, through uh, to modernizing all aspects of how they interact uh, with their data. Yeah. And so, Rob, if I'm, uh, you know, a, a customer looking at Pure and I'm seeing the outside world saying, gosh, my customer, my customers are moving faster than ever before. Their priorities are changing. They're demanding everything yesterday. And, you know, I've got to not just be able to um, respond in the IT organization more quickly. I've got to be able to push knowledge and ideas and insights throughout end to end our, our entire business, right? Is that a fair sense of what Pure is uh, is delivering now with these these new announcements? A absolutely, and and part again part of that's uh, part of that's uh, agility and flexibility to the infrastructure layer. Meaning that uh, you know if I'm a customer and I'm getting changing business demands, I need to be able to repurpose infrastructure for to meet those demands at the you know at, at the flip of a switch at the the snap of a finger and not at the speed of um you know traditional uh, filing a ticket in a po and that sort of thing right so there's a speed and agility that comes from infrastructure um but then there's also speed and, and agility that comes from how that infrastructure is delivered right meaning um you know at the end of the day if there's a new business demand that requires a new application to be stood up um, how does that application get access to its uh, infrastructure services, its storage? Um, you know, is that, I mean, in the cloud and the public cloud, that's uh, at the, you know, that's at the, the beck and call of an API call. You go to a portal, you decide what performance level you need, what attributes uh, you need of your infrastructure resource and you get it delivered uh, straight to the, the operator, straight to the application. Um, you know, unfortunately, in the traditional uh, data center environment, um, that process is still very human driven, right? And so a lot of uh, the recent announcements are bringing more of that cloud-like operating model to how infrastructure is operated and delivered uh, directly into the hands of applications, uh, application owners and, and developers. Uh, so really uh, the next step in the journey, if you will, of uh, this promise of infrastructure as code. Okay. Okay. So, Rob, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, you know that, especially in the context of the of the cloud, almost like the cloud mindset that has to be pervasive among these organizations, whatever the technology is they're using. And I like how uh, Pure said the new service promises to deliver the best of enterprise storage with the agility and scalability of the cloud. Right? Would you talk a little bit about the scalability side of that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I think if you if you step back and look at uh, what customers appreciate uh, in the operating model that the cloud, the public cloud has delivered, uh, it's a couple of things. One is uh, agility, uh, meaning uh, if I need a service, I can get it very, very quickly, and I don't have to wait, you know, weeks and months uh, for that to happen. Um, the other aspect of agility is flexibility, right? If I need to change some aspect of that uh, resource, I need it a little bit more performance, a little bit more capacity. Um, again, I don't have to wait weeks and months to do that. I can, I can make an API call, I can change a policy. Um, and then three is uh, this idea that, uh, 
you know, I don't have to upfront capacity plan and get locked into a, a static and rigid swim lane that once I try to burst out of, I have to go redesign everything from scratch. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at those high level attributes, these are all things that our product sets and, and our core infrastructure components are able to deliver, right? If you look at, um, you know, our core uh, storage products, uh, they're designed from day one to be, um, you know, very elastically scalable, uh, non-disruptively so that they can easily be expanded in terms of performance, in terms of capacity. And so you have all of the basic building blocks and, and primitive elements that you need to form a cloud-like service. What we're doing now is, is really layering on top of that more of a cloud delivery model uh, mm -hmm. for those underlying services, uh, if that makes sense. And so really this is about uh, giving customers access to the agility and flexibility uh, that they're used to from the public cloud operating model uh, but at the same time have, having access to best of breed technology uh, running in their data centers uh, if that's their preference and, and requirements yeah and um, Rob I wondered if you could talk a little bit about uh, you know with customers these days right are there a couple that you could uh, tell us a little bit about what their experience has been and and how they've come to benefit from you know these these new innovations from pure yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, I mentioned up front that it, it's clearly been a, a tumultuous uh, a year or two. Uh, I think one of the things that many customers have realized there is the importance of agility, right? When, um, you know, when the global pandemic uh, set in originally, uh, at the, you know, almost overnight, uh, IT teams had to scramble in many cases to meet very, very different needs. All of a sudden, your entire workforce is working from home, and there's IT demands that kind of come out of that. Um, I think this also, uh, I think this also cast a new light on what business continuity planning uh, means. You know, two years ago, uh, business continuity planning uh, was a temporary thing. It was, uh, hey, there's an event, maybe there's a hurricane, uh, data center goes offline. How do I bridge that gap? How do I survive that couple of weeks before I can get back to normal? Uh, what IT teams are now realizing is that, um, is that, you know, the, the, there, there may not be uh, <laughs> getting back to that same normal. And so yeah. what they have to think about in terms of business continuity is how do I continually, uh, how do I set myself up to continually be able to adapt to change? And so with that lens, um, you know, I think what, uh, what we're seeing from a lot of customers is uh, this, this gravitation, this, this demand for agility and optionality, right? I need to be able to have a set of resources, uh, infrastructure that I can uh, deliver very fluidly, I can repurpose uh, at the drop of a hat, and I can do this without some huge, huge long project because my business may demand this of me overnight because of exogenous factors. Um, and so I'll give you a more concrete example, right? We, we uh, announced uh, a large set of uh, capabilities, um, you know, recently, uh, but one of them around uh, uh, Pure Fusion, right, is really all about um, delivering to customers a way to uh, manage large pools of storage resources um, and deliver them in a much more fluid self-service cloud-like way. Um, and we worked with, uh, you know, a number of early customers in, in building Pure Fusion. Uh, I remember one of them very vividly. It's, it was a, a large bank. Um, and, you know, I was talking to the uh, IT owner, VP of IT, I think. And, and you know, he said, look, um, I've got a small team. I've got uh, five people on my team. We serve somewhere between 6,000, 6,500 banking applications that sit on top of us. 
And so you can imagine the demands uh, that come to my team in terms of I need this more, you know, this much more storage, I need this much more capacity or, or performance. Um, and he looked at, you know, he looked at me and said, look, I, you know, there's just too much sitting, I'm serving too many uh, customers internally to be able to move at human speed. I've got to move 95, 90% of that to be self-service, one-click, you know, on-demand driven. And yeah, there's always going to be the exceptions, but that's what my five people can do. I can't service 6,500 applications. And so when, um, you know, when you look at it through that lens, uh, you know, the amount of, uh, you know, automation required to drive that uh, and what, poor, uh, what Pure Fusion is able to uh, offer them, uh, that, gives you, that gives you a sense of how much faster and, and uh, I would say how much of an accelerant uh, the type of automation and self-service capabilities we can deliver in Fusion uh, enables for a customer. And Rob, that, that's a fascinating story, that, that anecdote, a team of five, 6,000 or 6,500 applications. And as you said before, this whole mindset from you know, business continuity was a temporary thing. Well, now this constant adjustment, right? That 6,000 or 6,500 could become 7,500 pretty quickly. And the consumers of that bank are going to constantly want new, better, more of this. So uh, this isn't a one-time fix, right? This is ongoing. Absolutely. Uh, so you absolutely have those two dimensions. Um, and and uh, this particular customer was talking about growth and his expectation that, yeah, when actually his goal was to, his goal in terms of uh, his MBOs were to increase the number of applications and drive uh, demand. Um, but there's also a third dimension that factors into it, which is um, as more modern applications are developed uh, in microservices style architectures on cloud native stacks, you have a much more diverse set of applications being brought to the table as well, right? And uh, these applications tend to be uh, a lot more dynamic uh, in, in, in terms of, um, you know, in terms of their need to scale up and down uh, with, with demand. They're also a lot more dynamic in terms of how developers are putting uh, them to use, right? You look at the open source ecosystem and it's a very, very fast moving ecosystem. Uh, so the database application that a developer chooses to deploy today may be different than the one that they select six months from now, right? And um, it's the developers and the lines of business owners that are driving those decisions and the IT teams have to keep up with that, right? And so that's the other element of change and adaptability that comes into play. Um, and, and that's where, you know, we're meeting some of that need with Portworx data services, right? So there's kind of, I look at this as two layers of that cake. If we go back to the, the pillars of uh, modernization, infrastructure operations and applications, well, in order to help IT teams meet the, the need of fast moving application change, you have to set them up to be able to, um, you know, to, to be able to deliver the infrastructure very fluidly and, uh, have a team of five be able to support 6,500 applications. Now, in order to empower those application developers to keep up with the pace of change in the open source ecosystem, um, you need to be able to uh, help them get started and deployed and up and running and, um, and hardened with those application sets uh, without having to become experts in every single one of them, right? You want your developers to focus, uh, at, to use the bank example, you want those developers to be focused on the bank's business application, not becoming experts in Cassandra or Mongo, excuse me, or Redis or whatever application tool that they need to use. And that's where Portworx Data Services uh, really comes in. So that that offers, I guess, in the minds of um, the customers, right, Rob? You, you talk to them, they, they 
see even writing the name pure storage, but while you're delivering those capabilities around storage, as you said earlier, what they are seeing in their head is, okay, that's gonna help me here, it's gonna help me here, it'll help me here with the speed, flexibility, scalability, all those points you've discussed. Absolutely, absolutely. And Rob, how about other than banking? Can you mention a couple key verticals for pure storage? Well, you know, so so that's where uh, we're very fortunate, uh, I would say, to have a very broad-based business across uh, industry verticals. Um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, certainly we've focused on larger enterprise customers. You know, as uh, you know, in the, in the last several years, as we've broadened our suite of products and and uh, and the portfolio. Uh, that being said, you know, I think we're see we see we tend to see a lot of strength in um, cloud and SaaS and MSP type customers. Um, so so think of this as highly sophisticated technical customers that scale very quickly, uh, that benefit from uh, you know reliable, simple to manage infrastructure uh, to deliver services to their customers. So obviously a very very good fit with a lot of the things we've discussed so far. Um, you know, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of customers in uh, in financial services, uh, retail. Um, you know, really, really broad based uh, set of business uh, that we're fortunate to have. Okay, all right. And Rob, if we look ahead a little bit, right, with some of your new announcements, uh, clearly, um, you know, the demands of your customers are probably they're probably not going to go down. I think it's pretty safe to say that they're good. they're going to want more, better, faster, more scalable, and so on. So can you talk about where you sort of see the type of demand and expectations and requirements that your company is going to have to fill over the next 12 to 18 months? Absolutely. I think that a lot of the elements that we've talked about, I think, uh, are only going to amp up, right? Just like uh, just like storage always increases and, and data demands always increase, I think the needs for uh, agility and flexibility uh, are, are also going to continue to increase for a lot of the reasons uh, that we've outlined. Um, I, I think that the uh, as modern applications, as cloud-native uh, applications continue to, to grow uh, in popularity and demand, I think that's also going to drive um, further demand for um, not just flexibility in infrastructure, uh, but really a new model of consolidation, right? And, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, if you think about if if you think about how infrastructure and IT was uh, configured and provisions uh, 10 or 15 years ago, it was typically application by application, right? As an IT owner, you would say, hey, I've got, you know, an Oracle application. I'm going to build an environment around that. Uh, I, that might be a big exercise, but once I've got it set, it's pretty much there and, and it kind of lives uh, through its life cycle. And maybe I go to repeat the exercise for my other application environments, but it's a very siloed kind of exercise. With modern applications, how they're being built, how a lot of these applications interact very tightly with one another, um, there's more and more requirement for being able to run uh, a very, very diverse set of applications on the same set of shared infrastructure. Um, analytics, data pipelines, these are great examples of, of some of uh, this demand. And I think that's only gonna increase. And so I, I think the um, infrastructure uh, implications of that are, it's going to require infrastructure that, yes, uh, is flexible enough to be uh, repurposable for different needs, but it also is going to require infrastructure that has a very high dynamic range uh, of being able to serve multiple applications at the same time. Uh, and so this is a very new model of consolidation, right? If you use the word consolidation 10 years ago, it would have meant how many VMs can I squeeze onto the same server or under the same storage array? Um, I think today the new model of consolidation is 
what's the range uh, and set of application types and demands I can satisfy on the same set of infrastructure without having to go build uh, another special snowflake uh, or, or special purpose silo over here. And so I think that's gonna continue to increase. And, and again, that, that's something that we've invested heavily uh, you know, here at Pure in being able to meet the needs of, uh, because it just fits so well with the core um, uh, principles of our technology. Yeah, and Rob, the last thing I wanted to ask you about was with these changes that you know are uh, that Pure is moving to address here. Do you find that uh, the decision makers on the customer side are they the, the same sorts of folks you've been talking to before, or are you now interacting with uh, new sorts of people within the prospect organizations? Um, yes and yes. <laughs> so uh, in in many cases, it's the same uh, sets of people that we've uh, always been interacting with that are now um, that are now in even more of a position, right, to have to bridge the demands of the traditional world and their modern needs. Um, you know, at the same time, a lot of the traditional IT administrators, um, you know, are moving a lot more closely to uh, what we would have considered as DevOps, right, and, and you know, taking on a, a more strategic role. And so in some sense, we're, we're interacting with them a lot more, especially as the demands for flexibility and agility uh, continue to increase. Um, on the other hand, uh, a lot of their internal customers are driving more and more demands, right? And so this is getting us a lot closer to interacting directly with whether it's data scientists, whether it's software developers, um, whether it's SRE and development uh, DevOps teams, um, you know, their internal the internal customers of the uh, IT teams, um, you know, we're interacting with them uh, as well. And so, you know, in some sense, uh, it's the same group of uh, uh, personas as, as that group evolves and upskills and, and um, uh, becomes more strategic. And in another sense, uh, as their internal consumers get more educated and more uh, sophisticated and have more specific demands, we're interacting with them uh, more as well. Oh, great, Rob. And I, I just in the wake of the announcements there and with Pure Fusion and so on, was there anything that you wanted to be sure to add? No, this is a this has been a pretty comprehensive discussion. Um, so uh, no, I, I think I think we've covered uh, I think we've covered all the angles, and um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully this helps you see how the recent announcements uh, fit into uh, that longer term strategy uh, that I out outlined of helping customers uh, through the journey of modernizing their data, whether that's uh, in the infrastructure level, whether that's uh, in their operations and how they uh, manage and deliver that infrastructure, uh, or whether it's uh, directly empowering uh, their most modern applications. Well, great. Rob Lee, CTO of Pure Storage, thanks very much for being with us. That's a fascinating story and wish you best of luck. Great. Thanks a lot, Bob. All right, and to all you folks out there who've watched, thanks for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. We hope to see you next time.